Hello everyone and welcome back to the Unlocking Theatre podcast. In today's episode we read out and react to some of your funny theatre stories as well as telling some of our own. Thank you very very much if you got in contact to tell us one. We had such a laugh reading them as you'll hear and please know that we are laughing with you not at you. But first let's have a rundown of this week's theatre news. It was announced today, as I'm recording this, that Come From Away will reopen in the West End from the 22nd of July, which, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I'm very, very excited about that. Musical Theatre Fest, which will be happening at the Turbine Theatre in late May, announced its casting. The cast for some of the shows includes Jodie Steele and Grace Moat. Heathers has announced it will be going on tour, as well as opening in the West End for summer. The Barn Theatre has announced that Now or Never will be released on demand. So much good theatre news this week, and we're getting closer and closer to the day things reopen, and we can't wait for it. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll see you next week for more. Right, so today we are going to be telling funny theatre stories. Well, we're going to be telling your funny theatre stories that you sent in. Some of them were funny, some of them were not. (laughs) Which is funny. So we're going to start with the first one. I'll go with this one. Indy, I think you've heard this one because I think I told you about it when I spoke to you about Absent the other day. We'll start with this one. This one came from somebody on Instagram and they said, As a part of my English A-levels, we went to Stratford-upon-Avon for four days. This was my second time going with the English team and final year trip. So rightly so, the girls and I decided it would be fun to have a few, rather a lot of drinks before the show started. The girls and I somehow got the front row seats when watching Titus Andronicus, I think, Andronicus. And we thought we had won the jackpot. Halfway through the show during the interval, we thought, let's have another drink. Boy, did I regret that. There's a pivotal scene in the show where the cast members just appear, dead bodies hanging and blood everywhere. I was loving life until the person sat next to me turned in a full face of show makeup and screamed bloody murder. (laughs) My underage drunk self didn't know what to do, so screamed back, not knowing he was in the show. Wine went flying, I was crying, and my teacher sitting behind me just laughed. Haven't drank at the theatre since. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is an excellent story oh god it's so good isn't it you know what actors in the audience i i know when i first saw one man two governors i don't want to spoil anything but there's a similar situation and you have no idea you have absolutely no idea what's going on and then you're like Meh. i think <laughs> i cried when i read that for the first time i was like that is <laughs> Also scream like, like catching if someone screams near me i will scream yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel like we should also say that on this episode, we have Indy, who was a guest on a previous episode. Yeah, we've got Indy, a little guest friend. Hello. Hit us with a new story. Stay with this one. I was in a production of Beauty and the Beast playing Mrs Potts. The show went well every night until we got to the bowels of the last performance. There were two grand staircases coming from the back of the stage, down to and around the middle. Since Mrs Potts is quite a main role, I was one of the last to go on to bow, meaning by the time I got on stage, it was already pretty crowded with the rest of the cast. Usually there would be a path cleared between the end of the staircase and the people on stage so I could get through to bow. However, this night there was no gap left for me to get past. Me being me, I made the stupid decision to try and jump over. 
the bottom of the staircase. Needless to say, it didn't end well. I caught my ankle on the stairs, fell face first to the ground. And then even worse, I was in a ball gown and heels, so I could not get up. Eventually, I got up and bowed, but turned out I'd fractured my ankle. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, that is iconic, though. It is good. Can I just say, guys, that when we're laughing, we're laughing with you, not at you. Yeah, we're not laughing at yeah. you. Like, no. You're clearly in a place to send us these stories, so they're not things that are still traumatising you today. And if they are, you've bought this on yourself. <laughs> I'd do something um, like that. I would do something like that. Yeah, that's like a very Alice thing. Yeah, if they hadn't cleared a path for me to do my grand vow, I'd be like, right, <laughs> I will mount the set to get through. <laughs> I'll be like, I will fracture my ankle. I will fracture my ankle as long as I get my solo bow. Oh, there's nothing quite like a solo bow. It makes you feel so superior. <laughs> you do so much better than everyone else. Excuse me, coming through, coming through. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. I've got I used to soak here. it up. Did yeah. you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get like 30 Bring seconds it. to strut down that stage and you are soaking up every second. <laughs> me dresses Aslan coming down the middle. <laughs> This one, first of all, sorry this is so last minute. I just had absolutely no motivation to write this, to be honest. I'll be started. Thanks for taking the time. Okay, so the first story that came to mind is from a few years ago when I was in Little Shop of Horrors. A good friend of mine was in a dance number with high heels. You should know we were on an outdoor stage. I was off stage in that number and was waiting for my next cue. After her number finished, everyone came off stage except her of course and we were all wondering where she was suddenly we heard a loud noise from the stage and she finally came off stage but with the whole gutter that is on the stage apparently her shoe got stuck there but instead of just leaving the shoe she took the whole gutter with her <laughs> just imagine it somebody with like gutter like stuck in their heel <laughs> just like dragging it off <laughs> oh that's so funny <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love that. Should I leave my shoe or should I take the gutter with me? <laughs> do I take? Yeah, no. Oh, oh that's no. Like, I'd probably do a similar thing though. I'd panic. That's yeah. a panic. When you get a bit of costume yeah. stuck, there's some bits of costume you can't leave behind. Yeah, no. <laughs> she would be like Cinderella. It'd be like, I'm not going to turn Little Shop into Cinderella. Yeah. I love a costume malfunction. They're the best. Most people DM them because the boxes on stories just aren't big enough. Yeah. Let me go to archives and see. Here's one. This one, oh, I don't know if it's funny. Um, was at Theatre 7, which is a theatre in Shrewsbury, and the ceiling fell down on this random old man in the middle of the show. Paramedics and blood everywhere, but I assume he lived. Oh, no. I, I feel like he lived. No, that it would have been <laughs> the news if you hadn't, though, wouldn't it? Probably. Oh, this episode just took a very sudden turn. The same person um, also said, so I went, this is one of my school friends who submitted this. We went to see like a GCSE history play where they sort of, it was like revision, but theatre. Do you know what I mean? I love them. Right, so she put Ofsted ringing during that GCSE history thing and blank one of the teachers shitting herself <laughs> they found out that they had their Ofsted inspection the next day halfway through the show Ofsted <laughs> terrifying 
yeah she didn't actually shit herself but you could really sense it in them that they were all a little bit nervous (laughs) here we go so it was opening night of a show I did a few years ago we were in the dressing rooms putting makeup on and doing our hair the show was grease so there was a lot of hairspray involved and my friend was doing something to my hair with hairspray I don't really remember and because it was about 30 minutes before the show started we all had our mics on because we were in costume because it was opening night I know who this is from (laughs) so we're making sure all the mics were working by turning them on while we were in the dressing rooms but no one told me that I don't think anyone knew and while my friend was doing my hair she got hairspray in my eye it's painful would not recommend and I said a very bad word oops but I said that right when the when they turned my mic on and the head of drama and head of music came running into the room shouting at us because about using language lol luckily they didn't know it was me I know exactly who said that (laughs) What can you imagine? I've been guilty of doing that. Mike, But with an audience. We were doing a dress run. So we had like a practice audience in and I didn't realise my mic was on mic stage. Uh, I suppose in the West End they have like sound engineers, don't they, that turn your mic off as you leave stage. The second you leave stage. We had one um, when we were doing Mary Poppins. The girl who played Mrs Banks had a really quick change um, and she was in the wing. She had to change in the wing because it was really quick. And they didn't turn her mic off for some reason. And she was literally going, get it off me, get it off me, quick, get it off me. And they could hear it off. <laughs> and you could literally, everyone in the audience was just like, and I think it must have been between the last scene. So the like waving off Mary Poppins and then the finale. Because I think that's the only time there's probably a quick change for Mrs. Banks. But oh, it's so funny. Think of like all the quick changes that have to happen where like mics have to be. Like Glinda doesn't cheat in Wicked. She has to get out of the bubble dress and into. Imagine if they left a mic on in the West End. That'd be iconic. Yeah, and then in um, King and I, when she has to, when she changes into that dress within like seconds, doesn't she? And comes back on and dances. Yeah. And Beetlejuice when she's. Oh yeah, the red. Yeah. Oh no, the Miss no, Argentina one. Yeah, when she's turned to Miss Argentina. I was like on the West End, they turn the mics off on stage as well. Like if you're a character not speaking on stage, they literally turn it off. Really? Yeah. yeah. They're like on it, unless you're the, they're like constantly being like, mic on, mic off, mic off. Because otherwise, if there's been like a big dance number and all the ensemble and then standing watching, you might hear like that. <laughs> we had a situation <laughs> once where one of the girls came off to say, I won't, you know, mention names, but all you heard throughout the whole auditorium was, I'm going to eat your donuts. Blank name. <laughs> Indy, have you not got a funny theatre story? I'm scared. That's so embarrassing. Right, so this is probably about six years ago, and I was doing Panto, we doing Aladdin. And I think it was the end of the first act, and we had a big um, whole class on stage. And my group um, kind of entered from the back of the auditorium and kind of walked down the outside aisles. So we're strutting along. And the girl in front of me stops, right, as we get to the stairs to go up to the stage, she stops, but the girl behind me doesn't. So I'm on the, I'm like, so I fall up the stairs. So that happens. And in case no one noticed in the hundreds of people watching, the principal pointed it out as a bit of a joke because you can do that in Panto. You can kind of take the mick out of people. Um, so I, and then you kind of, we went up, I just carried on, I got up on to stage and then you go off into the wing. I was like, I can't go back on, I can't go back on. I thought I'd like broken my ankle or something. 
And then he shoved me on stage and the whole, the rest of the scene, I was like, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be on stage, I don't want to be here, I don't, I don't want to do the show. It, it was awful. And that was the one scene that every night you just wanted to get through because it was such a big thing and everyone was there. And, oh God, it was just so I think I listened, oh, she might have said it with us or I was listening to a podcast with her. Um, Sarah Poyser said that she tried to get, they had a competition to see how many kick or changes they could get into Mamma Mia. Like how many each person could do. <laughs> and she ended up getting like 46 in or something. <laughs> like, <That's impressive. laughs> she'd be like, the winner. <laughs> no. Um, I had a message saying that this person said, I went to see Wicked on tour in Birmingham with a member of the podcast team. After the spellbinding performance of Defying Gravity, Amy Ross was incredible. Another audience member turns to us and asks, What's gravity got to do with it? A fair question, I guess, but it had us in stitches for the rest of the interval. <laughs> she just turned around. We were with them. They were part of the group. But it was like a big group of people who didn't necessarily know that well. And she turned around and she went, what's gravity got to do with it? And I was like, okay. Fair enough, to be honest. I was like, oh, she's defying yeah. it, but okay. And then the same person also said, funny story again from me. Um, going to see fame. That's the joke. <laughs> it was awful. No, it was constructive criticism, Georgia. So Misha Paris, who was a teacher, I think, without her, it would have been um, not worth the five pounds we paid to see it. Oh, God. It was the tall. It was not just. I just don't think it was my cup of tea. Fame. Is fame the one... Oh, it's the one with the car, isn't it? The dance scene around the car. I always get, for some reason, fame and flash dance. Mixed yes. Up, so yes. Yeah. Same. I haven't seen either. just me. Fame's not my thing, though. I wouldn't choose to go and see it. All the ticks for her, not my thing. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> oh no! I mean, there was that stage door once when. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like stage door is a whole new category of. Yeah, I feel like things can be stage yeah. door, but just. And not ones I ever. You no, know well, I did get a stage door story from somebody, but they sent names, and you'd work it out too quickly. So I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> really don't think I do. Six was an experience when I saw it in Bath, just because of the amount of, like on the tour, I sort of thought, oh, there won't be that many six fans there because it's the tour that'll be in the West End with the West End cast. But no, lots of people in costume, lots of people clapping along. And then Lauren Drew tweeted afterwards, after the show I'd seen, oh, don't you just hate it when people clap along at a time? <laughs> Oh, no. oh, that probably wasn't me. That would really throw me though. If someone was clapping to a different, I'd be like, "What? What am I copying?" I know because they're six. They can't hear themselves on stage, can they? Because they have earpieces in, so they can't hear each other. Oh, that'd be the worst. So I think they're quite reliant on whatever they have in their earpiece. And if people are clapping along out of time, that ain't gonna. It's not the one. That ain't the one. Fine, the one. Looking at my oh, we went to see um Blood Brothers because who hasn't? And yeah, Alice, has hey. been, it's weird. You've not. It's going on tour again in November. 
Yeah, we'll see. Let's see. Let's see. My mum genuinely got into an argument with the man sat in front of us about which band Marty Pello was in. <laughs> A proper argument, and my mum was like, "I'll Google it. I'll prove it to you." <laughs> it was strange. She'd never met. I was like. <laughs> I was like, I'm not getting involved. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> I'm not getting involved. I mean, me and Indy had an experience oh, and we went to the theatre together. <laughs> Jesus. I just, you know what, I wanted to embrace it so much and it was such a lovely show. We were seeing an incredible person in it and we were seeing each other <laughs> and it just ruined the show. <laughs> it ruined it. it ruined Normally. You grabbed my ankle at one point. <laughs> you grabbed your ankle? <laughs> Coughed over Alice's shoulder. <laughs> you know what? Oh my god, that reminds me. We went to see Wicked in London. Here's a story. We went to see Wicked in London and we got to Wicked. We're on the coach. We took a coach from Covent Garden to Wicked because, yeah. And um, our teacher is just counting her. She's going, and she's like, oh. she's like, we are missing someone. And everyone's looking around going, yeah, um, we'll call him. We'll call him Johnny. Yeah, Johnny is um, not here because we'd left him in the restaurant in Covent Garden. What age were you? Year ten, so fourteen, fifteen. Oh, it's not that bad, then, is it? Left him in the restaurant in the same show of Wicked. So we were sat. I was sat next to a boy who I didn't really like that much. And then it was my best friend next to him because you had to sit in the seat you had a ticket for. Oh, I, I hate that. Yeah, I know. And you weren't allowed to swap tickets. And my best friend was sat next to him. And then next to her was a man and his girlfriend. And this man, halfway through the show, grabbed my friend's leg. And his girlfriend was sat on the other side of her, on the other side of him. Men are disgusting. Like, how wrong is that? That's not even funny. That's just weird. No, it was oh, just... Uh... Uh, it was him coughing over your So can we bear in mind, Alice and I saw this show during the pandemic. Yeah, this was like COVID, this Christmas. Story yeah, yeah. time, story time. So me, oh, and yeah, Indy, me and Indy have only met a couple of times before this. So this was still like exciting times. Um, we went to see A Christmas Carol at the Dominion Theatre when it opened for about a week during the pandemic. <laughs> um, and it's meant to be a beautiful show, which it was. The orchestra, beautiful. The actors, oh. beautiful. Story beautiful all stunning um except for the family of at least 18 people who were sat behind and beside us they weren't a bubble were they there was a little bit of cheating going on there oh no we are ones to talk but that's that's this was like 10 people 10 15 people there were no way including including irritating children who don't don't have theater manners Oh, like feet on the seats, are we talking? Oh, worse Someone than that. Someone in Hamilton. Yeah. Climbing Hamilton over. Climbing over the seats. And the thing, I don't know if he was the dad or the granddad, but he was the doing the same thing. So yeah. He was just showing them that it was okay. Oh, but he had, yeah. he, kept, he capped his hat on the whole show. He was wearing like baggy jeans. I was like, excuse me. Excuse no, me. no, I'm sorry. But now, even if you're going to the theatre twice a week, you dress up now. Yeah. Yeah. And, right, they... When you go to theatre, maybe you take a packet of wine gums with you. Maybe. Maybe you take a bag of minstrels. Maybe. Be like Birmingham Hippodrome and give you a little plastic, a little paper pot to pour the sweets into so you're not rustling. Just one little, one little snack to keep you going. 
Right, they had a quality street tin, they had Pringles tubes, they had popcorn bags, they had sweets, they had their own wine bottles, full wine bottles, not the minis, a full wine bottles. They had everything. They had a full... They might as well have just bought a Sunday lunch. It was the quality street tin that got me. They'd got all these like Pringles and sweets, like bags of sweets out. And we're like, oh God, thank God it's the end of that though. And literally just out comes a spill out of a bag. (laughs) But like... I don't understand people that do that because if you're going to an evening show, you have like a late lunch, early dinner. If you're going to an afternoon, you either eat afterwards or eat before because it's not till half past two. And I'm ready for my lunch at about 11 o'clock, I'm not going to lie to you. It's like they'd seen it before. Yeah, they were really just... Just saying the lines. Or if there were like lines that were repeated quite a bit by a certain oh, character. There was this child, yep. right? Oh, this is child. I think it was, is it the character, what is his name? Marley or something like that. The ghost. Yeah, Marley. Yeah, the he'd, ghost. Oh, he'd say something about the clock chiming. And then before mm-hmm. the clock chimed, the child behind us would go, the clock chimes six. <gasps> God, I think I'd complain. Oh, we were so close. We were about to call the... Because you can't, like, move around and be, go to the usherette and be like, the people behind us are really irritating. So they, we'd have to have called an usherette over and then be like, the people behind us... Yeah, <laughs> you can now hear us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were so annoying. And then one of the children got scared of the ghost and was, like, sat on its dad's lap, like, I don't like it. I was like, oh, for God's sake. Well, it's like when I went to Beautiful and there was that woman sat next to me, like dancing in a seat and of course like all the seats are like joined up yeah. somehow aren't they and like my seat was like rocking and I was like I'm getting motion sickness in Britain with the drone <laughs> like oh, it's the worst bad audience members and I literally we spent the whole show just looking at each other being like <sighs> yeah I was in Wicket I wasn't no, I was at Wicket <laughs> and I was, in, <laughs> I was at the end of a row and then the guy like the other end of another row was on his phone the whole time um Eventually got kicked out, obviously, but I'm like, I'm not just did it like calling. What are you doing in theatre making calls? See, I honestly believe, I think I heard, I think I heard Mel LaBarry say um, somewhere that she doesn't even take her phone into a theatre. Well, no, I need my phone, phone in. It goes I, off, but I need my phone with I me. I could yeah. be wrong, but I think I heard her say she doesn't even take her phone with her. In an I don't even just turn mine on silent. I turn it off, off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going off. Yeah. The idea of your phone going off in the theatre makes me want to vomit. Yeah. No, it's going off. And it's not even... I wouldn't even turn it on in the interval because no. I just enjoy putting it away for two hours and not looking at it and not thinking about it. And then even afterwards, I don't want to look at my phone. Oh, no. I have the struggle, because I'm a stage door, I have the struggle of turning on during the bowels to make sure it's ready for cameras yeah. run to the stage yeah. door. Yeah, I suppose. As I'm coming out, I'm maybe turning it on, but I don't want to look at my notifications. No. No. Because I'm still like in the zone. I'm still thinking about what I've just seen. Do you know what I mean? If I've just seen... Um, She's going to say come from away. I've just seen come from away. I want a good hour or so just to digest, you know, think about it. And yeah, get on with my day. I, I don't want somebody. Instagram. Yeah, I don't want text or an Instagram. Go away. 
I feel like back to funny stories. We took a tangent there. Yeah, we did. You ran in like, <laughs> put your phones on edge. Yeah, about that. Funny stories. I think I have a few, but they're all from like shows I've been in. Not. Dear. I don't think I have any going show one. The Penny Whistle. The Penny Whistle. <laughs> that wasn't even what I was going to say because I forgot about it. Please tell that story. I was going to start at the start of my shows and work my way through, see if I had any. The first show I ever did was Aladdin, much like Indy did Aladdin. Um, and I was a jewel in the um, in the cave. Yes. <laughs> you played a jewel? I played Shut a jewel in the cave. Um, you have to do these things in Andrum sometimes. You have to do it. Um, yeah, I played a jewel in the cave and I also played a street market seller. But that doesn't that's irrelevant. In our jewel scene, we wore, probably inappropriately, we wore vests with little bells on them and then them like balloon trousers like Jasmine wears, you know, like balloon trousers. Like what um, you get when you've been backpacking in Thailand. Yeah, okay. my whole wardrobe. Anyway. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> Look at me. No, yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, so we were wearing like them balloon trousers and then like these little tops that had like bells on them. And we all wore a different colour. I was yellow. I'm still furious. That's disgusting. But I was yellow. And let's just say I'm a bit of an early developer. Okay, guys. <laughs> oh, Alice, how old were you? I was in year six. Okay. So... <laughs> right, yeah. I was in that reception. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was in year six. So I was probably about 11, 12. Okay. Um, and we were wearing little vests, as I've said about five times now. And in one of the dances, my strap broke completely. <laughs> but we were of the age where you don't wear anything under your vest. You just you just go for it. But I was an I was more than a flat chest at this point. <laughs> oh god. I was very aware my strap had broken and it was a dance number. So I was panicking. I was stressed and it involved a lot of a lot oh, of high claps. So instead of embarrassing myself and flashing to the whole audience, I opted, I'm not going to be able to show these guys, which is sad, but I opted to hook my thumb under the vest like this. And while everyone was going like this, little 11-year-old Alice was stood at the front like this. <laughs> right, do you know what I'm going to do? What I'll do is when we stop recording, I'll go out and I'll cut that clip of you and we'll upload it. <laughs> Yeah, so the whole, the, like the whole cast, it was a big number, were like, da, 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 and I was literally stood at the front, like, <laughs> holding my vest up, and then I ran off stage, and someone quickly sewed it for the finale, but oh my god, my heart fell out my ass. it was stressful. I'm pleased I didn't flash, though, at least I didn't flash. I'm pleased yeah. I went for modesty, instead of carrying on with the main dance. I, I just think like flashing would probably be the worst thing you could ever do. I don't know if I'd be able to recover from that. And especially because I was in year six, so you were the youngest in the show. And I'd probably then, I carried on doing shows. So throughout my whole time, all the years older would be like, were you like little year six that flashed on set? Yes, I'm pleased I opted for my own modesty. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of what other shows. Then we did Alice in Wonderland. I don't think there were any mishaps in Alice in Wonderland. I played Tweedledum. <laughs> I don't know about you, Alice, but I've just corpsed a lot on stage, which some can be embarrassing sometimes. How do you not? That's the thing. How do you not? Because I just do it out of nerves to be honest. like when I did Sweeney Todd. Oh yeah, go on, Georgia. No, I'm not telling you. Um, 
I yeah I just found it really hard not to laugh but I think that was out of sheer anxiety yeah I think I'm having to wear a bonnet to be honest with you I've just been like if I'm on stage with a very funny person and there was one point I was like I think I'm gonna have to leave the stage because it's really unprofessional I'm, I'm sure I must have laughed when we did St Trinian's I played the English teacher so anyone who knows the film she's the like prude little has a jumper on very you know little yeah. uh, so I played her and one of the I was in year 10 or year year 11 probably and one of the older six formers was playing the headmistress which is obviously in the film is Rupert Everett so a man playing a woman but we just had a woman and she was hilarious like she was so funny and the amount of scenes the headmistress and the English each have together and I'm pretty sure I used to just stand there like <laughs> I was so pleased I had to remain like just very like oh no I'm teetotal all like that kind of vibe because otherwise I'd have been like pissing myself probably please can you tell the line which in the wardrobe one <laughs> backwards into a set once which was... <laughs> oh my god I just... kind of forgot about that I'm not gonna lie I had forgotten to walk back I was on by myself in the stage as well so it's very obvious I've just thought of a story that I completely forgot about until you said that I was once uh helping backstage at the like junior school production of I think they were doing Wind in the Willows or something like that oh cute incredibly cute um and it was me and one of the drama teachers who was a dance teacher she was very dancey jazz handy has been in the west end you know she's very dancey um so she was helping on in the same wing as me and there was a bit where we had to like quickly like get them in the wings because you know when children have to get in the wings they just sort of stand and they're like looking out at the stage you're like no in you go. <laughs> and so she had to go out and like change a bit of set and then herd them in and as she was herding them in the lights came down earlier than normal and she tripped over a block and literally just went flat over a block like starfished it like at the shins as well so her shins would have hit it and, she'd oh. it and then she just had to quickly got up and run into the wings and I was like I was literally just stood there like, oh. like and then we were like crying laughing in the wings and all these children were like what are we meant to be doing but we were too busy like laughing you know when you just it reminds me of like I was in year seven and I fell over at school and the embarrassment literally hurt more than like the graze on my knee it's just yeah. yeah I once decked it down the art room stairs in a pair of heels on the first day of sixth form because I was like first day of sixth form I'm gonna wear heels and then I just fell down the full side of stairs all the way to assembly oh it's just um, it, yeah it, I'm falling quite a bit I never wore heels again <laughs> the embarrassment I wouldn't wear heels anyway I'm <laughs> five foot ten <laughs> right should we end on my line the witch in the wardrobe just the entire all of it, to be honest, is a funny story. Can we post the audio? <laughs> no, no, you can't, because okay. certain people who follow us, I do not want seeing that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I was playing Mr. Tumnus. That was my main role in Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Um, but on the first night, our person playing Aslan did something and then they were kicked out of the show so I took on the role of Aslan as well as Tumnus because they don't really have many scenes together the only thing was for a start I'm five foot five and the guy who'd been playing Aslan was about six foot two but the costume they didn't have time to alter the costume particularly so the trousers dragged on the floor 
um everything was very baggy the headpiece like when I turned my head it like went further it kept going um and there was no time for shoes there was no time for shoes so I wore my um children in need pudsy fluffy socks (laughs) because they had grippy bottoms and they were yellow and fluffy (laughs) like a lion so how Um, did you sort this out on the day did you have to like run home and get your socks no it was the next day so he was kicked out one night and then I came back next day so but stories is tumness I had to learn the penny whistle I'll leave that there (laughs) it is the like when I when something bad happens I listen to the video of Alice doing it (laughs) I had to learn I had to learn a lullaby on the penny whistle that's meant to send Lucy to sleep I'm not being funny it sounds you're about to play it but that's not the right George is a horrible person but anyway um I had to learn a lullaby on the penny whistle and let's just say it did not sound like a lullaby it, it would have grated you to the core it was horrific um I had to play a penny whistle whilst linking arms with the girl who played Lucy whilst holding an umbrella as well uh it, it just wasn't the one whilst wearing tap shoes as well as Tumnus because he had to tap like like hooves so that was excellent um we had a pop-up tent as my house which by the (laughs) oh no stop actually stop that was my rendition of my heart will go on by celine dion (laughs) horrific Okay, I'm trying to think of any other funny stories from... Oh, as Aslan, because I didn't have long to rehearse the role, obviously. It was just very sudden. Um, One of the main, main scenes in Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe is when Aslan dies and the rock breaks. Probably the most important part of the entire show is when the rock breaks, because it's a very symbol thing. Um, And what happened is I'd curl up on this rock and die and then the lights would go down I would unhook this thing open the rock then run into the wings and then run around the back of the theatre to be at the top to come down like Jesus like I have arisen (laughs) and one night for the life of me I could not undo this latch and I did not have time very much time to run around to be there so I was like either I stand here and try and get this thing undone and then be late for my queue at the top or I just leave the rock and run to the top. And in the moment, I said, fuck it. I left the rock, I run off. And then this child who comes on is like, the rock is broken and the lights come up. And it wasn't, it was just a rock sat there. That was a fairly horrific moment. Um, my mic pack fell off um, my, cause they always put them on like your bra straps. Mine fell off my bra strap and then made its way down my leg. And I ended up dragging it behind me like a a second tail as Aslan. That was excellent. Basically, anything that could go wrong went wrong in this show. But I got a lovely bow. They didn't tell anyone in the audience who was playing Aslan. They just assumed it was this dude. Um, And then at the bows, I took off the head and it was me. And I felt like a masked singer. I was like, I know, I know. (laughs) Let's end this episode, which has been pure chaos, with some quick um, playlist entries. Indy forgot she had to do this. Oh, so did I, because I haven't updated it for about 10 years. Um, Can I have a minute, please? Thank you. 
can I have, um, can I be a bit different this week? Um, yeah. And can I please add, do you know what? I'm going to put in, let me just check the name of it, but it's a really cute song. I'm going to put, oh, I'm torn between two. I'm torn between I Dare You, you know, the one that they all did with Rachel Tucker singing. Yeah. yeah. I'm torn between that and I think it's called Halfway. Halfway from Amelie. Do you know what? Fuck it, I'm putting them both in. Try and stop me. Well, there's only three of us, so you can yeah. the others. Can't catch me now, I'm going to whip it. <laughs> I'm going to put, I've been a bit obsessed with hairspray this week. Oh, okay. I needed... I need motivation. Hairspray is the one, so I'm going to put. There's so many good songs in Hairspray. All of them are bops, um, but I think I'm going to put Big Blonde and Beautiful because that is the bop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Big Blonde and Beautiful. <laughs> right, go on, Indy, as our guest for this week. I don't know if you've really got this one in. Probably, but anyway, I've had it all Probably. in. Oh, I've done a lot of um. Oh, Georgia, I've done. A, I've done a lot of listening to Mamma Mia this week so the winner takes it all yeah you can have that i don't think it's in it might be but who it might be but there's so many different versions of it anything from six thank you (laughs) we've probably got all of six i think all of six is in there by now (laughs) only eight songs six seven eight nine songs nine songs thank you for listening and we'll see you next week oh it's even worse when you sound fake right yeah do you want me to do it yeah yeah no, go on who's our guest next week then indy who is our guest your next guest week? next week is harriet watson guys next week catch you here on unlucky theater bye Woo-hoo!